0: Well, again, everybody, and welcome back to your daily edition of the Trig Podcast of Joy here on this lovely Thursday morning. It's uh, a great day here in Long Beach, California, Southern California. May you have, I hope you're having an, an, awes- an awesome day wherever you may be. Thank you for listening and for your support. We have now a good community of people, uh, just uh, about 70 people that are listening to this podcast daily and so i want to encourage you first i want to thank you for your support thank you for those of you that are dialing in listening into this and then i want to invite you to share this so that we can get to the 100 figure and eventually we want to get to the 1000 and to the 10,000 figure with this podcast talking today about religion and spirituality A topic that is near and dear to my heart and to the heart of many people that are either in love with church or maybe have left the church. Those who maybe have friends who are not interested in the things of God, but maybe they have friends who are very spiritual and they're into maybe Buddhism, New Age, into drum circles and other types of spiritual experiences and traditions maybe they just simply go to another church that isn't quite what you're used to and so i hope that today's episode will give some guidance and really just to simply share my own journey with faith spirituality church traditions and where i find myself today hopefully to encourage give credence to what you're experiencing and especially as you know. I love and relate um, much to the young adult experience. So, especially if you are a young adult and uh, you might be someone who's very traditional, very conservative. You might be someone who is more liberal or maybe more progressive. Again, you may have friends who may be on the fringe. You might be someone who uh, is white and a millennial. And so, you're going to have a unique experience to someone who's a latino and african-american or maybe a an asian millennial or young adult and so i obviously can only speak from my experience as a almost 50 year old latino man who grew up here in the u.s in southern california and uh, of course i love the church but uh i've also been through my ups and downs so So let me tell you a little bit first of my background with church and where I find myself. I want to answer three questions. First of all, am I a Christian and why? Second, do I go to church and why? And then third, do I believe in the Bible and why? And so I want to work through those questions, not by by giving yes or no answers, although I know those are important, But by giving you as i said a little bit of background on on each of those things so when it comes to the church well first let me go back to being a christian am i a christian of course i am and i want to say of course not because of what people expect or because i'm quote a pastor or a church leader but because it really is my faith tradition i was not only raised in a christian home but since I was a young boy, maybe fourth grade, third grade, the, uh, the idea of Jesus dying for my sins and forgiving me became real to me and has been real to me. Like many friends, I did go through a time, and this is more the second area of church, I did go through a time where I wasn't really into church, And we'll talk about that here in the second segment but when it comes to jesus himself and the story of the christian tradition of jesus being a real human being who loved me and who saves me and who is here to bring peace into the world is very very central to my life i'm thankful for what jesus means to me what he does in the in the world, what he does in the area of social justice, in the area of shalom, the peace of Christ. That surpasses all understanding. I am someone who has read a ton about other religions, Taoism and Buddhism and New Age and Hinduism and Mormonism and many other different expressions of faith and traditions. And I have found jesus to be the most compelling the most beautiful the most whole expression of love and uh, that's not to say that there isn't love in other religions or that other people without christ that maybe are atheists or agnostics or don't go to church i'm not saying they don't have love but in christ what what some people call the Christ consciousness, but what I call Jesus Christ Himself as the man, uh, the expression of God. In Him, I find the most beautiful and compelling and moving story ever told. I remember, and I was I was in college, or maybe I was out of college, but I went back to Long Beach State, where I went to school, to a workshop on evangelism, and I was just there to learn to hear some great speakers. But as the one of the speakers told the story of the gospel, what we call the gospel, Jesus on a cross dying for our sins and saving the earth and, uh, and expressing his kingdom here on earth as well as in heaven, I was in tears. And I was uh, 25. Maybe I was even older than that. Maybe I was in my 30s. I was in tears just hearing this beautiful story that I believe with my whole heart. And so I know that I... I'm a Christian, that I love Jesus, that I follow his ways. I'm a disciple. I am um, a believer. I am someone who loves the person Jesus, his works, his ministry, his example. I believe that he was both an example but also the king of my heart. I worship him. I work in the church only because I wanna give my all to the work of spreading the love of Jesus and seeing people come to know him. As far as my maybe cultural background when it comes to Jesus, I grew up in this, let me actually, let's go on to church now. So number two, do I love the church and do I go to church? And why do I still go to church? Well, I, this is where it has been complicated and also it's been beautiful at the same time. I left the church for about four years and I didn't want anything to do with it. I made a vow to never go back to church. This was in my mid-30s, about 10 years ago. And mostly it came, of course, from trauma, from pain, I think, as most church pain, or more, most churches exodus come as a result of pain and trauma. For me, the trauma was the lack of, of opportunities to do more than, than, in my case, just music. I think uh, the power and the control, and I would say the cultural insensitivities. Uh, obviously, as a Latino man, I am mostly, as a Latino man, mostly in in mostly white churches. I never found my way to the top. I wanted to do more, but I felt that whether because of race, credentials, music, whatever, just maybe, who knows? I wasn't able to move to the top, which is what I really felt God calling me to be. And so, because of that and many other things, probably the conservative nature of the church eventually pushed me out, and I didn't want anything to do with the conservative white evangelical church. Now, what saved me in many ways was not only leaving, but also growing up more, I guess what some would call ecumenical. And uh, or i forget what the other word is it's not ecumenical as in many different kinds of religions but different kinds of churches i grew up in a conservative church when i was in my elementary years but then when i moved to the u.s i went to a charismatic pentecostal methodist church then i went to a charismatic pentecostal disciples of christ church then i was a part of a large contemporary baptist church then i was a part of another large kingdom missional church then i was a part of another liberal methodist presbyterian church then i was a part of a house church movement and uh, then i was a part of a fundamental chinese church (laughs) and uh, then i was back to a more kind of contemporary church and then now i'm at a I would say at a conservative church once again and that's trying to be more multi-ethnic and uh, perhaps somewhat charismatic and uh, free in terms of the spirit, but always, at least in my heart, with a heart for justice, for the poor, for the least of these, the orphans, the immigrant, and the, um, the, the, the widow. I've also been through the... The liberal left—I guess you'd call it left-wing progressive church—in terms of same-sex marriage and uh, affirming churches. I was a part of an affirming church for three years, and the reason I'm no longer—I would say—I no longer feel like I used to feel. I I used to think that your religion and your traditional your, your religious practices didn't affect your sexuality but obviously it does and at least in this particular expression when i was in this church that was gay affirming i saw more conflict than i'd ever seen before and do i attribute that to liberal theology or to sex affirming pastors and leaders maybe not directly but what i will say is that. When, wherever there's a lack of God's word and a lack of a preaching of what I would consider the gospel, I think that sexuality as well as anger and hate and gossip goes rampant, partly because that's just a human, that's just human nature to be to just uh, hate your neighbor and to get into arguments so i'm not in any way shape or form saying that to be to be a same-sex person or to be gay means anger i'm not talking i'm not saying that so please understand me i deal with anger issues as much as anybody but i do think that what i had had what i longed for when i was at that church was to hear more talk about transformation and the change that Jesus can make in someone's life, I don't mean just sexually, I mean in every part of our character. And so, that turned me off, I could say, I, sh- I would say, to gay-affirming theology. When it comes to the actual Bible and what it, and what it says with regards to sexuality, I read all arguments, pro and con, for and against the word homosexual, and what Paul meant, and what the Old Testament meant, and Jesus didn't talk about homosexuality, all of the arguments from conservative theologians, from liberal theologians about it, and to me, I would say yes, I see it as something that the Bible teaches, and we'll talk about the Bible here last, but I think that even more than just saying, well, the Bible tells me so, I think that... It's all about transformation. Are you being challenged by the word of God and by the love of people by the by your religious environment to change? And you might say, "Well, change from gay to straight." I don't mean that necessarily. I mean change from whatever is not whatever is broken in you towards healing. And so, without making this uh, an episode about homosexuality, uh, when it comes to the church that I want to talk about, I do believe in the church. I do believe that the church is the most beautiful expression of God's um, of God's presence in the world. I used to think that church was everywhere, that to go to the ocean, to be at home, to watch TV, to take a nap, it was all the church, that Christ was everything, that, kind of what they call the Christ consciousness, that The universe is really what we're talking about, that there is no Jesus, there's just a Christ consciousness of love and grace and forgiveness. And so therefore, you can meet God anywhere, at the beach, at the park. And I don't believe in that. I I believe that all those are, yes, indeed ways that I have experienced God, and people do, but I do believe that the church as a gathering of people, the word church means ecclesia, which means an assembly or gathering. I believe that there's wholeness when we gather, there are traditions that we uphold when we gather, there's boundaries when we gather, there's resistance when we gather, there's imperfection when we gather, there's hurt, there's pain, there's family, there's, there's love, there's hate when we gather. And, and so, even though I didn't go to church for about three years, i came back to the church because of something that really touched my life and that was a bible study when i was at this one church i would uh i wouldn't go to church but at some point some people got wind that i was a pastor a church leader and so they asked me if i would start a bible study and so i did and it was just beautiful it grew to two three four or five people it was just a few of us but i felt moved by god every time we would gather and the people did as well and and i think god used that bible study to bring me back to what i love most about jesus and about the church which is the gathering and and we didn't sing necessarily but we read the bible and we prayed and we i think we even took communion a couple of times celebrating the eucharist and so all those things you could say brought me back to the church of, of my youth, a church, the love for the church. Now, what what I am not is a fundamentalist or a dogmatic person when it comes to church systems or ways. I am more open and um, because of my diverse background in terms of different kind of churches, I have seen a lot and I, I don't hate Catholics. I don't hate um presbyterians and and I don't hate baptists I see the good in in many things and I see how each tradition has things that the others that the others need and I have seen the good and the bad of people just like I see it in me and so I am not one to say oh yeah methodists are this or baptists are that or of course I have my preference I am more charismatic, I am. But I, but I, when it comes to my theology, I'm more, I would say, more conservative. And uh, I'm also, at the same time, very socially conscious in terms of immigration, in terms of uh, poverty, and in terms of, uh, obviously, Latino and uh, multi-ethnic causes. Mental health is something that's huge for me, that to me is the gospel, and you have to uh, speak these, these ways to really help people in a holistic way i also believe that you can appeal to the whole person that it's not just about going to heaven or hell it's about abundance here on earth it's about having a kingdom life here now about having happiness and meaning and purpose here on earth right now i'm not necessarily waiting for heaven to be happy i feel blessed now and even though there is pain in the night also comes in the morning right And so, I love the church. I went through a season where it was hard for me to go to church, but as I said, God brought me back to His church, the gathering. And even if I wasn't a pastor, I would go to church every week and be involved and play music and help in whatever way I can in the kitchen, I guess, and just simply um, be a part of 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 a community. And then when it comes to the Bible, I love the Bible. I've read all the arguments about it not being true about Jesus not really a not being a real person about the fact that three quarters of his words he maybe didn't even say i I do believe that there's a lot of additions to the Bible that not that you and I made, but that the actual disciples added post posed the actual events um, there are things that I read from not only that I read at first value but from commentaries and from the general knowledge that makes sense to me that when people will say well this probably was added after the fact or this was maybe more of a tradition than the actual events and I'm okay with that because these are um, documents and and sacred writings that were written thousands of years ago and so they're going to have I guess what we could call imperfections I do believe that the Word of God is God's Word. I do believe it. I do believe it. I do follow it. I preach it. I I believe with my whole heart that it changes us. Are there parts that I don't get or that make no sense or that you have to kind of do some mental gymnastics with? Yeah, there are. There are parts in, I'm preaching through Acts right now, parts of Acts where Luke either wrote something after the fact or he's confused or historically you can't really place it. You know what? I'm fine with that because I know these were men inspired by God by God yes but also they are fallible men who could have made mistakes or even if they weren't mistakes they were simply just writing from recollection as well as from traditions or cue which is what they call the um, the um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, etc., or even from other traditions. Uh, I've read so much about Adam and Eve, for example, and the creation account. That account is is written about in, in many other faiths. And so, it doesn't have to be original, per se, for it to be true or for me to believe it. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in Adam and Eve and Noah and the resurrection and the virgin birth because I believe in miracles. And so, And so the bible to me is is true when it comes to science i must say i should know more about science but when it comes to evolution or creationism or the seven literal days or is it literally um a whale and literal resurrection and literal virgin birth i believe in it because as i said i believe in miracles do i know am i dogmatic when it comes to seven days versus seven symbolic days i'm not dogmatic about it i don't think i need to be some people are. They get twisted and bent out of shape when I say, well, it might not be literal. I, I could see it as both, and I don't think it impacts my belief in Jesus or my message or His message of salvation to this world. I believe in the gospel. I believe that social justice is important, but I don't believe that social justice is the gospel or is a better gospel or it should be or should replace belief or faith. I believe that these are expressions. It's like James says, you know, work. faith without works is dead. I believe that justification is by faith, that as Abraham said, or God said of Abraham, that he was he believed God, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. And so I believe God, I believe in God, I believe Jesus, I believe His words, I follow His ways and that to me is the righteousness of god the atonement the cross yes are there things that were more um, roman or greek of course i mean you're talking about a jewish religion jesus was a jew he came from the judy judaism from judaism and from the jewish law he was a rabbi he was a prophet he was a king he was he was a Jewish man, and so you're going to have a ton of Jewish culture and traditions uh, mixed up with Jesus, or mixed in uh, to Jesus. And then, of course, the, the, uh, the Council at Jerusalem, they made a vote to depart from the law, except for <laughs> three rules, circumcision, um, meat to animals, and, and you can't eat certain foods, uh, mostly, I think it was blood animals but you have in all of these different decisions and traditions a real longing to know who jesus is and that's why i follow him and i believe in the bible and i believe the bible says it's true and it changes us and uh, i believe in the church i believe in jesus i believe in being a follower of jesus and following the ways of christ imperfectly as i may do it now, when it comes to evangelism, let's say, and, and other faiths and our other people going to hell, you know, I'm I'm not going to go and, and yell and scream hell to anybody. What I am going to do is exp- explain to you the offer of salvation and of Jesus dying on a cross. Do I believe in hell? Yes, I do. Do I believe that people are going to be in pain? Yes, I do believe that. But I think that... That would be almost as saying that I believe that if you drive too fast, you might die. Meaning there are consequences to our actions. And so I see it more as a rational thing than as a a spiritual thing. But what I am mostly interested in is talking about redemption and grace and forgiveness. To me, that is what matters the most. Now, let me say one last thing regarding culture and ethnic backgrounds in the church, especially among younger people. You may have heard that there is a big exodus happening in the church. But from all that I have read, that's mostly happening in white America. And I don't mean necessarily people, white people, as in the color of their skin. I'm talking about the kind of mindset that you could call white evangelical church. But it seems like in ethnic churches, in, among young people, there is actually a, I wouldn't call it a resurgence, but I would say that there's a consistency when it comes to church attendance. Young people of color want to go to church because their parents go to church. You have maybe more of a consistent um, creed and tradition to the ethnic church than maybe in white America. Now, don't get me wrong, white America, when it comes to even Trump and some of these things, is still uh, a, very, a very loud voice in the US, and some people are for that and some are against. But I would say that when it comes to church attendance and, let's say, white millennials, that is where the exodus is happening. Because a lot of these younger people are seeing the, the holes and the, the gaps in what we would consider, quote, white evangelical Christianity. As we try in our church to become more of a multi-ethnic expression of the kingdom of God, a multi-ethnic church made up of younger African-American, Latinos, and Asian people, we are experiencing some of these growing pains. We have seen a loss of, quote, white evangelical Christians, but we are seeing an increase in young people of color. And I'm talking about kids, teens, and and early 20s. I'm talking about young, young people. But I think that, for us at least, we have to continue to be strong when it comes to who we want to reach. And, uh, and at the same time, to value tradition. I don't mean, again, white evangelical traditions that maybe are good or not. But I'm talking about different ages. Young people whoever they may be, whatever color or background or race, people want family. They want to be able to enjoy something that is not old school. I mean, not so new school that it gets rid of anything that's old school. And so you have this beauty between what is new and what is not that I think is a, is a beautiful thing. It is Humanity. And it's very needed. And we're trying to figure this out. It's, uh, it's, it's a new experiment. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not as good. But uh, I'm committed to it. And so is our, our team and our church. So I really hope that, as I have expressed just a little bit of my own sacred journey, that you can think of your own journey. And uh, most of all, that you would consider how beautiful it is to know Jesus. that you would be even more committed to your own faith and to um, serving in the church, to helping, to reaching out, to reading the Bible, to following Jesus, to uh, supporting the the gathering of, of people and of making that experience, what we call church, the most beautiful thing that we can imagine. And I would say maybe lastly is to accept the imperfections. Accept its imperfections. Because it is in that acceptance that we actually become whole. We become the best version of ourselves. Let me close with a, a story that reflects that. About a week ago, we had this young mom with um, her th- three or four kids. And we were singing and we were trying to pray and do, quote, spiritual things. And, you know, just they were just loud. <laughs> they were just making a lot of noise, and and we were in this echoey kind of space, and so it was really booming. And Honestly, I was annoyed, and so after the fact, I talked to my leader, and I said, hey, can you take care of that? And Then the lady left early, and it was almost like God slapping me on the face and saying, what do you want here, dude? Do you want a quiet church, or do you want people to hear the Word of God? Because if you want a quiet church where everybody behaves, then you're going to be left with no one like that lady may not come back and whether it was just my panic or maybe it was God or both I felt bad that I thankfully she didn't hear of my complaining I hope not but I I thought how horrible if she left because of my grumpiness and it really spoke to me I committed that day to not complain about noise or awkward people or any of those things and in our urban our little urban church multi-ethnic church we see a lot of awkwardness Uh, i've seen her come back two three times since then which made me so happy and the other night she was giving a testimony of how she hadn't really taken communion in a long time and then because uh, of what i was saying and the holy spirit speaking to her she took communion for the first time just last week and it was almost as if god was saying see this is what i wanted not your idea of church with everyone just behaving and being perfect etc it's almost as god as if god was saying if you can just get out of the way i can do amazing things and maybe that's what i want to leave you with if you can just get out of the way god can do amazing things if we can just get out of the way while being a part of his kingdom and doing our part while being the person to love and to forgive and to extend a helping hand to a senior, to a young person, to a child, to a single mom. My prayer for you today is that you would love Jesus more than ever. You would love the church, that you would love his word, love his spirit. My prayer for you today is that we will come together and that together as one, we will build the church of Jesus Christ once again for the sake of his name, for the sake of his message, for the sake of love. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you share, comment, and like this content, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to The David Trigg Show. Find the complete archive at davidtrigg.com or subscribe for free through the podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher on Android. Each week, we bring you a message of joy, success, and personal power in spite of fear, anxiety, and depression. Because as we like to say, though there's pain in the night, Goso comes in the the morning. morning.